0: All right, everyone, welcome to a finally another episode of Your Dose of Death podcast. Of course, as always, I'm Lauren Rosenberg. Thank you each and every single week, or at least for every few weeks for this episode's sake, for listening. Um, I know I've been oh, gone for a bit, but I'm back, back in the saddle. The batteries have been recharged. But before, as always, I just want to give a big shout out to um, Grateful Deathmatch. And Crimson Mask, my two sponsors, they have been awesome. As always, of course, with Grateful Death, you just got to keep using that promo code DEATH, free shipping. Thank you, Skip, as always, for that. And, of course, Billy Ballantyne and the great people at Crimson Mask Apparel. Uh, Make sure you put in that promo code, Your Dose of Death, for the Duke of Hardcore bundle. Really excited um, to see how that turns out. We haven't seen it yet, it looks awesome. But again, make sure you put in that promo code for a discount on the Duke of Hardcore Bundle, that promo code being your dose of death. And now to my guest today, um, someone who is a good friend of mine, someone who has um, reached out to me to be on this podcast, um, who has a great knowledge of wrestling in general. Um, Getting into the death match game is one thing, but another to really be um, dive off the deep end of the pool, as I say, and just learn about all things Deathmatch Wrestling. But um, and his Instagram page has been really awesome, though. I've uh, really seen a lot of great content on there. So it's uh, my honor to have on Mike from Kings Road Wrestling. How are you doing today, Mike?
1: I'm doing super good. Thank you so much, Lauren, and uh, everybody for having me on. This is uh, something I've really wanted to do ever since i started getting back into the deathmatch wrestling scene uh, i just wanted someone to talk about it with and it's really hard to find uh especially the, my world over on instagram i got a, a good group over there of people but um there's some people that just don't want to talk about it And it's hard to find a group on there
0: yeah i definitely do feel that on instagram it's a different kind of animal like both with the facets of twitter versus instagram it's just kind of how things are. Um, at least with Instagram, you see a lot more positive, I would say, than per Twitter. For sure. For Twitter accessible, that is. And I that's no that I'm not trying to insult anyone who on here is on Twitter. Um, the ones that I do know on Twitter are great people. Um, it's just wrestling Twitter as a whole can sometimes be a bit accessible. Anyways, though, um, it's it's I'm always up to talk deathmatch wrestling with anybody um it's it's what got me to the dance as they say so it's, it's what I'm doing this show based on um so that being said um what have you been up to these last few weeks
1: I actually started a job um as a an, I'm an attorney uh but it's my first I just graduated law school so uh it's my first couple of weeks so I've really been um just like trying to find my my bases there and getting into the whole getting up early environment and trying to fit so much wrestling in at the same time. You know, I've been in school for seven years, so I could watch whatever I wanted, stay up late at yeah. night. I just kind of got to figure this out. But I've been doing that and really just going to shows around. I'm from uh, the Atlantic City area, so there's no, you know, shortage of shows around here. So just doing that, watching wrestling, man. And, uh, I'm having it. I'm having a great, I'm really happy right now that I found this community. I just got to say that <laughs> it's, it's so much fun.
0: <laughs> yeah. I hear you. Yeah. I was going to say Atlantic state is your backyard. So really there is no shortage. Um, and yeah, I mean, the deathmatch community, I think once you become kind of a part of it in your own way, whether you're podcasting, whether you're being a content creator, whether you're just a fan of it all, yeah. Um, it's a very accepting community. I think sometimes that gets lost in translation. And that's not by accident. It's just how people view Deathmatch Wrestling per se. Oh, hundred percent. Everyone views it as the outlaw mud showy weird crowd. But when you meet one of us or any of us, I mean, we're just we're just kind souls, we're just like a little blood on our canvases, you know what I mean? Just a little
1: bit, you know. We just exactly. And you couldn't have said it any better. Um, I remember like, uh, getting back into wrestling through AEW. That was the thing that got me back in. Uh, I had stopped watching it cause I was just so tired of the shenanigans and just the crap that they were putting on TV. Um, and this was like 2012 got back in during, you know, the AEW, uh, resurgence. And there were, I met a lot of people. I went to a few shows. I went to a few indie shows that weren't death match related and, uh-huh. um, I didn't have any friends. I was going alone really. Um, and my, my mom was like, why, why are you going alone? It's weird. I just wasn't meeting anyone. I'm not saying that the people who go to those shows aren't nice people, but, uh, they are nothing like the first Deathmatch show that I went to. Like, it was just like, welcome to the family. You're us now. And like, we'll do anything for you. I've never felt like, uh, something like accepting that fast. And, um, now i i can't go to a show if it's metal related alone i know so many people there and it's just such a super cool feeling to you know find a, a friend group really um so that's what you, you know originally drew me into this whole genre
0: yeah um you not have said any better i mean i will say this going back to what you said going to shows alone like yeah like it's something that like may come off weird but like in the experiences i have done shows alone i've met people and i've it's not weird get, it's not <laughs> weird it, 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 it's its something where i've kind of destigmatized it to the point mm-hmm. like yeah like just go to a show have a good time it is what it is i mean if you i mean you're you're there to enjoy wrestling you're not there to be be the bell of the ball it's no like, yeah that pick that up numbers say. and
1: stuff <laughs> yeah i'm um,
0: there for clout
1: but but you go there right to a death show, and even if you go alone, which there's no problem, I still I still do. Um, you just you meet people instantly, right? I, I think you probably have found this too. You just sit down and you get to talking, and you know certain people. They know certain people. You like the same things, and it's just it's just fun.
0: It just clicks. It's funny. Uh, kind of a fun story for my listeners as well as you. Um, just literally a few weeks ago, I was at ICW Milwaukee Insane 8 with a friend who had never been to a deathmatch show in his life. He had been to wrestling, he's an AEW fan. Mm-hmm. And we I got him front row for Insane Eight. And so we're way too close. But so we're in line to do like the they were doing like a photo with all the competitors of the Insane Eight. And I was wearing, of course, this my merch. And this guy's like, Are you Lord? I'm like, huh? <laughs> and he's like oh my god i love the podcast. i was like at, my first instinct was to be like oh he's probably gonna be like your podcast sucks and no no <laughs> no but this person who um is a part of a band his name's jake so if jake you're listening um thank you for this it made my absolute day um we just talked about the show he was those He he's like i'm a big fan of the podcast i love what you do and i'm like Oh, thank you. So it's like, even if you go alone or you're with a friend who's not as familiar with what you're doing, someone there is going to give you a compliment. I've actually gotten several compliments Mm -hmm. from people who are just like, I'm glad you're a part of the community in this way. And I'm just like, thank you. Like, I don't ask for anything in return for this. I I, I, Like, just so everyone knows, like, yes, I'll post my tweets. Yes, I'll post my content. Yes, I'll do this and that. But I'm not asking anything in return. The people that I want lose to lose money
1: doing this. <laughs>
0: yeah. We,
1: oh, seriously. I do too.
0: We do. Yeah. <laughs> yes, like going to the shows,
1: recording, I lose money. And I'm not gaining anything from this either. I just want to be a part of this. You know what I mean?
0: But I think we can both attest to that because it's the truth. Like, yes, we lose money, but it's all for the love of this. And um, it is one of those things like, yeah, like destigmatizing going alone to shows, you know um how I, did that
1: compliment feel though right when you got it
0: oh it, it, felt, really, cool, right? it, it <laughs> felt really cool i'm like someone in the middle of nowhere wisconsin is just giving me a compliment so and mm-hmm. it, um it's funny like one week a few months back i got like a demographic like percentages of where my listeners are at so i think like it was a, a good 70 percent from here in the united states I got like 20% from like Canada, but then there's like all these little percentages. And they had at least like 7% from Australia, 7%. Okay. And I was like flattered. I'm like, wow, i mean, 7% from Australia. I mean, considering the fact I've interviewed several Australian deathmatch match wrestlers. I, death I match down under. Yeah, deathmatch <laughs> match under Joel is a good, and Joel Callan, a lot of those guys are great friends. Um, but like I've, I've interviewed people, and it's like I'm getting people who want to listen everywhere. I'm like global over here, mm-hmm. so it's just a weird feeling. Um, try not to go on my soapbox, but it's an, it's weird, but an incredible feeling. Yeah, when you're doing something that is well, doing a positive thing for the community. So doing something
1: that you love too, and and people, you know, I've had that experience too. Um, I, I haven't pulled the trigger yet and and worn a a Kings Road wrestling t-shirt yet i have one but i just haven't had the guts to do it uh but i had someone come up to me at homecoming and shout out to frank he's an attorney in the new jersey area too okay um he recognized my face because i do instagram lives, and he's like are you kings road and it was just super trippy i was like that's so like, cool um it was just weird yeah and there was another guy alec who, who took a picture with me and that like that felt, that felt freaking awesome. I'm not going to lie. Like that was so cool. Um, and you know, I didn't start out doing death match content. I started out doing AW in new Japan uh-huh. and I grew the following really to, uh, over 10,000 people, um, a couple million in outreach a month. Yeah. Um, but then all of a sudden I switched to death match and I got accepted by these people at this event and people started to like the new stuff that I was posting it felt cool and um you know I'm going towards like a full death match page really like because I just I get the most joy out of doing that stuff man but uh like you said so it was freaking surreal to to have people recognize you
0: yeah it's it's a wonderful feeling and I mean yeah I mean I've been to it I've made the pilgrimage to Atlantic City I was at TOS this year which was my first like jersey gcw show me too that was mine yeah yeah Yeah. small world right small yeah world. we were we didn't even know
1: we were uh we didn't even know we were in the same room we... Well, we,
0: well i had flown in late and my plane was delayed it was just hell in a handbasket and i'm just telling my friends save my front row seat don't let anyone yep. take it um well why uh, did you why did you
1: well, no, was, like, why did you have to do that? I want to know why you why you had to come to Atlantic City to see GCW. Just,
0: it's just, I want to get the full experience. I've seen the showboat so many times in clips. I've seen it like just, I, when I got into Deathmatch Wrestling about four or five years ago, I was like, that's the showboat. That's like their ECW arena. Like, this is like, what's up? And I had to make that trip. It was funny because there was a, it's, Yeah, ironic, because there was another wrestling show more local to me. And I was like, I'm gonna skip this one, man. Like I know I I know you're gonna be going by yourself, but I'm sorry. I had to make this trip to GCW. It's like, whatever you wanna do, pal. And I, I I bought the ticket, bought the plane ticket. I'm like, I'm doing this, and it was well worth all the money I spent on plane gas car rental oh uh, yeah it. yeah and funny enough um on my flight as well there were several other fans who needed rides to atlantic State, so i gave them rides and i love that
1: man you met some people on the
0: <laughs> yeah it, I, I, there was some other um it was actually there's someone i think his name's zach zach white who runs um he runs a content page it's like something pizza slice productions or something like that okay they, they do con- they do death match videos and all that but um, he was super cool, and we were like, "Oh yeah!" He's like, "Text me if you need a ride," and so that happened. But um, just a Jersey GCW show for those who've never been—it's just a different kind of animal. It's—it's it's oh just, my god, it's not—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, 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 it's one thing. That, like I, of course, had War Art of War games and Three Cups stuffed here in Chicago, and which was a great experience. But like Jersey, it's just a different kind of energy. It's a good kind of energy. You don't really get that most a lot people don't
1: think that about our state but it's true it's it's so don't, true. don't knock it until you <laughs> come here man <laughs> everybody That's, out there i'm gonna say
0: psa <laughs> to everyone who's listening but yeah um it just wasn't true it's a true experience i mean in tos that was my first like live death show if you could believe that i had because in chicago i i just was in college when all the death shows were happening and i was away but now i'm back and um Pursuing this incredibly crazy, weird podcast in a way. So, it's weird yeah, how things work. Dude,
1: well, at least you like I grew up on the Jersey Shore, uh very, very close to Atlantic City. Yeah. And I'm embarrassed to tell people this, but like <laughs> I was into wrestling and I didn't even like I dismissed it. I dismissed GCW. I dismissed the death match scene. I was like, I don't want to get involved with that. That's not for me. Like, yeah. this is what wrestling is. This is like what real wrestling is, and I got to go see this, and I got to go to Philly to see it well, I'm not going to go. I had an opportunity to go to homecoming 2020 on the pier. um, And I was like, I'm not going to do it. Um, And I had tickets to 55 nights on uh, Uh, January 1st.
0: Didn't didn't go
1: to that 56 nights. It was kind of inclement weather. So there was something holding me back and it was right there and it was accessible. I know that's going to upset some people because like they, I know people want to come and they're far and I was right there. I don't know what happened, dude, but just something something drew me in, and then I went to the showboat, same show as you did, and I think the both agree that that was, like, uh, that was just a whole different level. Like, uh, there's no going back after we went to that, right? Yeah, well, I mean,
0: I had been to the GCW shows in Indianapolis okay. before. Like, I, I had been following them, like, during the pandemic, like, it was easier to start watching wrestling, so I just watched all these GCW shows working from home. Yeah, I know, working from home. Kind of multitasking whatever.
1: I did the same thing for law school, dude. I would have to stream up.
0: <laughs> and my, and I do it, and I was like, this is just cool. I want to be able to go to these shows. And when they announced the first show in Indianapolis, I was like, I had to go. I, even if it wasn't a death match I needed wrestling back in my life somehow. And um I tell people this, and I mean this a hundred percent, I think this is the first time I even said this on this show, was independent wrestling was there for me at my lowest points. Oh, dude uh yes yes it, it was there for me when no one else was or when no when i felt like no one else was and so getting to go to the indianapolis show was a breath of fresh air i mean i was more than willing to mask up i know other people i remember going to that show and there were a few people who were like oh I'm, I'm allergic to the latex i'm, allergic. I'm like it's just a mask. it's a cloth." yeah yeah like like go to japan they wear this almost all the time, and I'm just saying yeah, oh, that because yeah, it's yeah. true. It is, yeah. And um I was just like, "I'm if I have to wear my mask, fine." But I'm I'm at a wrestling show again. This is what I've I've wanted again. And that for it was funny back then. The first time I moshed with Nick Gage was that show. And then flash forward to the Labor Day weekend, and I, I got to truly be a part of a Nick Gage mosh pit. Not once but twice, and it was the freelance show, which, um, shout out to fellow Your Dose of Death alumnus, Martin of Wrestling Unicorns, caught me in the mosh pit. He Moshy is Nick. the man. <laughs> Martin is an incredible human.
1: And his um, brother as well. John, yes, yeah. they're
0: both great, but they but Martin caught me in the Nick Gage mosh of freelance moshing Nick, and he caught me, he saw me pushing Nick Gage back. And Loving then that. Three Cups Stuff later that night, me and Nick Gage had a little handshake and a shoulder tackle with each other during his entrance there so that was me as well so it was just kind of like full circle like well like i first mosh with nick and i've back then i was like oh i my life is complete it's over like this is the highest i could get but really i got even better and better so it only gets better as an independent wrestling fan people it, it is just getting,
1: getting better and better right better and better yeah i love i love that what you just said earlier about how independent wrestling was there for you when no one else was. And I like, I'm, I love that, man. I, I really have a similar experience and I, I don't know your specifics, but um, I I took a chance basically in was online. It was my last semester yeah. and I lived out of the area. I said, I'm going to come back to New Jersey and I want to, I want to establish myself here. So I came back and I, I really didn't have like any friends or like a, a connection or to, it was just my family here. Basically all my friends had moved. So yeah. it was just kind of me, and uh, I was super upset in the winter, to be honest. I was sad, yeah. and this came along, and, you know, it brought me in, and I just – I'm so thankful for it. You know what I mean? So that's why when people insult this this style or insult independent wrestling, I get super pissed off. I'm like, well, shut yeah, up, well, man.
0: It's, I will say this. This is something that I've kind of learned through life. People hate what they don't know. Yeah, they truly hate what they don't know, and it—it's just the unknown. It's—it's it's kind of that fear of the unknown as well. Like, if you really don't know, you—you're just going to be inclined to hate it because you don't know,
1: or you but feel like you aren't included in it when that's the exact. Com- yeah. You're
0: not comfortable in your own skin, and that happens sometimes. And I—I I don't, I don't know, know I'm like I feel like I'm a motivational speaker. It's kind yeah, of right. funny. Yeah, deep. this is, but like. I'll say this like never feel afraid to come out of your own shell like if you're like I mean we've both talked about it here during this episode like going to a show by yourself or just having exactly. an experience like don't let anyone hold you back from the experiences you've had I mean I've been so damn grateful because um I I think I'll tell this story and I've told it before on other podcasts and or even this one but there was a time where I didn't even think about podcasting remotely. There was a time during the pandemic, I was just watching wrestling. I was being a fan, being someone on my phone, just angry tweeting half the time. And I I think that's most of us. And I was seeing these so-called journalistic publications. I'll keep it like that because I don't want to give them the credit they deserve who were covering Promotions like GCW and were not doing a good job, and it got to the point where they were covering a show and they completely. This was Joey Janela's Spring Break Four,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the main event was Alex Low Matt Trema, which if people know me, that's like my two death two of my death match heroes. Like those are that's guys. That's a
1: great match too.
0: It's a great match. It's a match like if you know their history, this is a memorable match for you. And this so-called journalist of who's covering the entire show didn't even know that Gregory Iron was in 440, which is an entirely another story in itself. I'm like, do you really know GCW if you didn't know that? Um, but that's not the story here. They basically, because the show was long and it was running late, they just basically told everyone we're not going to cover the death match, even though there are people that probably want to see their opinion on it. And I just sat there. I was looking at my phone, and I just put down my phone, and I I was so upset. I'm like, this is the biggest night usually for GCW fans. The main event is a death match that two of the most accredited men in this profession could do, and you're just not going to give them their their flowers. Not even you're a couple of minutes, yeah. Not even a couple of minutes of your time, and they're like, it's not our thing. Why are you doing this in the first place? Like, and this is something I tell everybody, anyone who wants to be a part of anything wrestling-wise, you're either giving it 100% or you're giving it 0%. Mm-hmm. You no, don't I agree with you don't, you don't, give it 95. You don't give it 96, 97, 98. Give it 100%. Hell, give it 110%. If you don't like what you're seeing on your TV, you turn it off and you don't do it again. You mm-hmm. save yourself the misery because. Well, if you're going to be a
1: journalist like that, and you're going to, and you say I'm going to cover the wrestling world, that's part of it. If you want to just be a death match page, that's fine. Weird. You just want to cover women's wrestling, fine. But there's so many people out there that are like we cover all wrestling, and then they don't want to do it. They don't. Why are you doing it then? Well, why did you say? Why did
0: you set out to do this? <laughs> thanks. And so I think that case of events really brought me to Flashflow. We're now doing this podcast giving deathmatch wrestling a light that doesn't get shined on often. Something that I think, I hope that people who listen to this understand that, that, that there are people who like this and we're not just your stereotypes as well. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, it's funny. You, I know you're, you're a lawyer, and it's like I almost just keep thinking in my head, "You're the Deathmatch lawyer. You're the Deathmatch lawyer." I'm like, yeah. Serino, death Deathmatch lawyer." That just immediately goes through my head.
1: Lauderdale calls me uh, Michael Servino Esquire. I, yeah, that's I know word. that's
0: one of the greatest <laughs> things I've ever heard. But I, going back, George, the main event of George All Spring Break Four kind of inspired me to become more than just an angry tweeter. Knock on Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, I'll give you mine if you, if you want. Yeah, go ahead, um, man. I would have to say what crossed. I liked death matches. You know, I went oh. to Tos, but I really wasn't posting a lot about it or giving like my goal on Kings Road Wrestling. And I didn't give like a really an introduction of who I am. but my <laughs> it's okay, my, <laughs> I'm on Instagram, right? And I do do news and results for the death match shows, but I really want to tell stories that. Are there in the deathmatch community and give wrestlers spotlights who who really deserve a spotlight to to a wide audience. That's my main goal. Yeah. But what really brought me in uh, to this scene and, and was like I, I got to start making a lot of posts about this and and, and really focusing a lot on it was um, RSP versus Tremont H2O last extravaganza. I really challenge anybody out there to find me a better storytelling match than that one. And yes, it was absolutely brutal. And maybe some of the listeners are on here because I'm on here and they're not into deathmatch wrestling. I promise you that this match has incredible storytelling. Once I saw that, I was like, I have to, I have to be involved in this community somehow. And, and I want to do and I want to do this. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. That's a match. I, I have to agree with you because RSP versus Trem- Tremont the last extravaganza truly was the finest storytelling death match i'd ever seen it was unbelievable and yeah. like they build, and i'm going to say this because you see death matches that are just thrown out there it's like these big marquee death matches that don't even have a story to them that was organically built throughout the span of at least almost half the year yeah, well, a quarter of the year, I should say. When Tremont was retiring, he had that date on his calendar marked, and we didn't know the opponent. But as things formulated, as as organically as they came, Ricky Shane Page was the one to be Tremont's what we thought back then was his last opponent. But I guess the I guess history wants to changed things so twice in a
1: lifetime twice <laughs> in a
0: lifetime I know twice in a lifetime too as someone put it um it just it truly is a storytelling gem and I I as Michael said I challenge anyone to find me a better storytelling death match wrestling match
1: no yeah anything. any genre really
0: it really was truly an excellent match and I mean another one of my death match heroes of course was the late great Danny Havoc who um it's a fun story. I'd been trying to find out, scour the earth for a Danny Havoc tribute shirt, but thankfully power. I just asked
1: Stoffer and uh, he he didn't have any left. Stoffer, I I, I,
0: I I was lucky enough to get to the Stoffer vault and get uh, a shirt, and I I I, okay. I I was smiling from ear to ear when I got that shirt in the mail from him. It was something truly. I mean, I will say I think there's one other match as well that I think many of us. Don't remember, but to me, it's another sentimental match. Let's hear it. It, it was Alex Colon, Danny Havoc. Danny's retirement match from CZW. It was Down with the Sickness 2016. Okay. Truly, it was actually on Vice. If you watch Vice's The Wrestlers, it was on there. Yeah,
1: I know what you're talking about now.
0: And it was like Alex's like TV moment. I, I give him crap about it. It's like, oh, you're a TV wrestler now, aren't you? <laughs> And um that was truly a poetic send off for Danny Havoc, even though he did come back. But that to send them off from CCW the way that Alex and Danny were able to do it, was truly and there was there was a great story behind it. It was a really I, I highly recommend to anyone. It's a real it's a real hidden gem in the CCW catalog. Okay. Now.
1: I'm gonna watch that again tonight. It's, it's, it's a I, I
0: think... it's a it's a really good one. The weapons were really well placed. And if you've seen the wrestlers that Danny actually shows his journal, he has a He had a journal that he drew all his contraptions. And, and for that match, it was, it was, it, you could have put that up in the art Institute in Chicago. And I would have <laughs> money to see it there. Really? So it really is
1: like, uh, even that drawing uh, and everything that they do in the ring, definitely. Uh, it's some artwork. And I think, uh, you're, we're on the same page with that.
0: Deathmatch truly really is art and I think I mean, and and that's what I try to I mean I try to portray that with this with this podcast is this is an art form this is truly to me the most realistic form of professional wrestling you can't really complain i mean unless you really want to see someone die in a ring which it hasn't happened in deathmatch or it has but only for a few minutes depending yeah. on who you ask um MGK I know right <laughs> yeah with the King Nick Gage it was funny. I was actually watching Dark Side of the Ring. I was catching up on episodes I had missed. And I was looking back because this season has been very, very controversial. Oh, yeah. And um, the Nick Gage episode is like the most optimistic episode of the entire the season. The most honest one. The most, most honest, honest guy. Honest episode, but the most optimistic because it actually had a happy ending.
1: No, for sure, dude. And, and, and I, was I was like,
0: gonna- crap.
1: No, you're right, dude, and people like are like oh he's the he's the worst like oh, come on, uh, I'm not going to get into the other episodes of Dark Southering, but I will say this um I don't understand, and not to complain too much if we enjoy this, you and I yeah. people in this community, <laughs> we enjoy this genre of wrestling, yeah. leave us alone if you don't like it." Why just do you care? On, like, why well,
0: I, do you care?
1: I, I, I don't I get it, dude. These, like, wrestling purist quotation marks that are online that are, like, uh, so offended by, like, give give it a break and just, like, mind your own business. And I, I promise you, you'll be much happier if you yeah, do that. I
0: agree 100%. <laughs> I mean, I never want to be too demeaning or insulting, but at the same time, it's like, this is what we like. You, Yeah. So it's like It's like we like our slice of the pie. You like your slice of the pie. And, and we'll respect confusing. your
1: slice of the pie. And we'll, I'm not, not going to make fun of it. I'll never make fun of it. You know yeah, what I exactly. mean? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You like
0: what you like. You do you. I do me. Um, it's crazy how people want to think. And I mean, and I get it. I mean, because they look at AEW. They brought Deathmatch to a mainstream style, which, I mean, for us fans, that's a huge deal. See, yeah, was, our <laughs> icon. Like, Nick Gage is our, like, icon of this genre And he's out here doing the stuff like glass, tubes, pizza cutters. Yeah, yeah. his 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 bread and butter. Like, I mean, that's a huge deal. And it was a great if you for those of you who remember Joel Bateman when he came on the show, he made a great point that Nick Gage is truly this generation's Terry Funk. He will go down as this generation's Terry Funk, does so much for this business without very little with very little return, I should say. But he just loves it. He he's a fan of wrestling as whole. Well. If you ever talked to him about wrestling, which I I've done, and um, I, I have a pretty funny Nick Gage story. When um, I first met him, I first met him when he was still GCW champion. This was two cups stuff three, and I couldn't make it unfortunately because my friends wanted to drag me to DDP, DDPY the next day for it was all out weekend. And so I meet Nick Gage and Homicide together. And we we took the photo, and Nate Age like, you coming out tonight? And I'm like, oh, I can't. I'm going to be, it's too late. And he just, he looks at me dead in the eyes he's like, you fucking pussy.
1: <laughs> I'm like, what did he just say to me?
0: He's like, yeah, hey, you heard what I said. I better see you at a fucking show down the road. And I just, I'm like, you'll see me at a road. Flash forward February of 2020, before everything shuts down, I see him in an AAW show versus Matthew Justice, and like, the most hardcore death match you'll ever see because it was a hardcore match. It really felt like a death match, and um, I saw it. And I just kind of yelled as he was coming by. I was like, "I made it to a show, Nick." <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't that, hear me. Right? It. it was pretty great, but yeah, no. he's a nice
1: guy, right? People, uh,
0: as- I don't, I- absolutely a gem, a gem of a human.
1: I was really nervous to go up to him, and I I, uh, I remember talking to MLJ. Shout out to to MLJ, the best announcer i think in the game Thank best you. ring announcer Thank uh, i you. love that i got his t-shirt so uh, you'll oh, yeah, see I me wearing forgo- that
0: i forgot the, the merch i love they, that. they were they were really
1: limited but i got i'm happy i got one but i was talking to mlj at uh tournament of survival and i was like i don't i don't know should i go up to him because he was used by the commentary booth and just hanging out taking pictures of people i'm like i don't want to like annoy the guy I went up to him, and he couldn't have been nicer. He uh, thanked me for buying an MDK shirt and took a picture with me. And uh, I still have that as my profile picture on Instagram. It'll never go away. Um, It was a great moment. And uh, he's a really, really, really kind person. And I think people don't realize that because he's intimidating.
0: No, I'll tell people this as well, because I've met several deathmatch wrestlers. Deathmatch wrestlers are some of the the most kindest approachable people. I mean, mind you – i've met eric ryan r s p atticus schlack neil akira oren who Oren invites one of my boys i, I will always great guy, him,
1: great guy. I will always
0: put him over over a lot of people because I just care about the well being of him. he's just a fantastic person and alex who is literally one of the best people I, you could have around who i I owe him a lot to this podcast. he was one of the first guys who said he'd absolutely do it and I owe him a debt of gratitude. Um, just a, a lot of the deathmatch guys, they're just good people. They're just good vibes. They you know? really are. They yeah, you you might see the scars in your back and like, oh, they've been through a lot. But in reality, they're they're just like you and me. They just live a different life. That's all. No, for and um
1: I, I met a bunch of those guys that, that you said and I couldn't agree more. And uh I find myself like even like as as an attorney, this this kinda of sounds stupid <laughs> sometimes, but Uh, I find myself like I I draw a lot of inspiration from them, even to go into work and to do my best in that field. Uh, And I know Gage has said, it: you know, whatever you do, uh, just keep going. And and a lot of the stuff that these guys say and do in the ring, it just, I think, applies to all aspects of life. And they're they're pretty great role models, which is which is uh, an interesting concept. But they are. They really are. And I think that um, they just do a lot of good to help to help a lot of people.
0: Yeah, they couldn't agree more. I mean, yes, when we say role models, that might, like, pop a few people, but, hey, I mean... that You can yell at me, not
1: him. (laughs) I said it.
0: (laughs) No, 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 it'll come my way and be like, role models? Are you crazy? I'm like, that was what he said. Um, Mm -hmm. But, um, no, you're right. And, I mean, it's it's crazy I've been on this journey as a podcaster. I, I mean, episode one... Sam Sullivan, another great guy who good guy. Uh, he is. Um, and I it was an absolute honor for him to be guest number one. And now, I mean, we're here. I, I've lost count of episodes already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but in all honesty, it just when I did this podcast, or when I've started this, I wanted to have everyone and anyone who was a content creator, video guy, promoter, whatever. And I mean with Kings Road, with what you're doing, I mean, you've formed it into this real like positive outlook into Deathmatch Wrestling, where you're just giving profiles on people who deserve it, quote unquote.
1: You yeah. know, to a to a to a base of people that might have never seen them before, because like I said, I built my following around mainstream wrestling, and then yeah. kind of made the switch a few months ago, and uh, I'm I'm happy to say like. A lot of people um, have contacted me and like, you know what? I, I hated it before, but I saw you kept kept posting about it, and I saw this recent show, and I love it now. And I'm watching it. and Gauge is awesome. Ricky's awesome. Four four oh. I'm a four four oh mark. It's just cool to see more people get involved and and, and really like it uh, because you know I always tell people just give it a shot. Give it a shot and see if you like it. I think I think you might like it, you know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it it really is an interesting thing, and I mean, yeah, like you said, only a few months, and you like the um, content that you've put out there has been. I I will say because I don't have as much of a presence on Instagram. I saw my profile; I just kind of deleted all my photos of Instagram because I just am like, this was the past. The past is the past. I don't feel you. And I see, like, I'm just there for the good content. I see, and yours is definitely up there as a good solid content where you're just like you're just doing good profiles and um you've had some great people for those who are like curious like who have you had like done profiles or have done stuff on since starting
1: uh i've done profiles like show i call them spotlights yeah I'm a lot of uh most of the gcw folk um but i've had um like showcases really where i've talked to the people instead of getting the information off the internet and kind of like formulated a story for them i've done um greg iron i've done uh manders um g raver uh mittens uh i I had to throw (laughs) him on there (laughs) kevin gill uh, so just various people in the industry but i'm uh, i'm looking to do more of them my favorite one that i've done is greg iron and uh, I'll put that on my story tonight in case anybody wants to see it. But I it's yeah, like a six-slide thing about, yeah, about him and how uh just the inspiration behind him and people telling him no, but he keeps going and he pin gauge. So that's my goal, man. That's I want to keep doing this, and I want to talk to more of these people out there uh and, and do this.
0: Well, hopefully you coming on here gets some more eyes on – The product that's that's always my goal is to put more eyes. You too, I got you, buddy. (laughs) Eh, We'll 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 definitely do something down the road. I mean, I'm I'm more than happy to do it and be a collaborative person. I mean, trust me. As much as I want, I don't really like it to be about myself because it's just like I hate attention coming my way. I never was the one who got attention as. A youngster, but um doing this i like I like putting over everyone else, so it's it's more than my honor to just do that mm. for good people in this industry, whether it be yourself or whether it be a content creator like wrestling unicorns guys, just good minded people doing good things that's that's mm. the goal here. I love that you
1: said that because when I'm there, when I'm at the shows or when I'm talking to people, I don't want them to think I'm trying to gain something from them. I'm not. I'm really not. And I'm going to set the record there. And I know yeah. Lauren isn't as well Martin over at Wrestling with the Unicorns. Most of the people are, are really not trying to like take advantage or gain money or anything. We're just I, I know I'm just happy <laughs> to be accepted into this community yeah. and be a part of it. That's all. That's all that matters to me man
0: yeah i hear you um so kind of a question for you what like what has been catching your eye in the wrestling world as of late like what's something that you're really excited about or what's something that you saw that you were really excited about
1: that's a ton there's so much that's i'm loving right now but uh Honestly, I got to give a shout out to, to Game Changer and everything that they're doing. And I know that people that know me, that's a little cliche. They, they might know I'm going to say that. But I, I am so damn excited for all of the stuff that they're doing, especially the New York shows coming up. Uh, they got a sponsorship with Pabst Blue Ribbon that yeah, caught my eye. Insane. They're doing an emo night. Gage versus Grim Reefer on Friday at Get uh, get lost again in yep. in New York City. And then um also we got Moxley as the GCW world champion facing uh Nick Gage in Atlantic City. So yeah, everything that GCW is doing, I am super, super excited. But I'm also I gotta give a shout out to Matt Tremont, follower of Kings Road um, and H2O, because the Tremont Deathmont match tournament, Hustle Mania and uh destiny onita versus tremont i'm so damn excited for for, yeah, for this too and he's doing such an excellent job over there i love h2o man
0: um yeah so i mean for those of you who are listening to this of course um you probably saw my tweet but if not um i am an official sponsor of the tremont deathmatch tournament so um it's there we an, go it, it's, it's an absolute honor and um I know I tweeted this out. and I think Trey Monson gets sick of me saying this because it's, again, he's one of my death matchers as a guy who I certainly respect. When I had him on this show, it was like sitting under the learning tree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <And> right. <laughs> he is truly a man of wisdom. But when, I, when that tournament was announced, the day one, I messaged him. I'm like, listen, I want to be a part of the show. I will sponsor it any way I can. And he was like, brother, I will get to you. You are the first one I will message about the death match tournament. And of course, as of this recording, of course, entrant number one, Kennedy Copeland, who I cannot yep. be any more happy about. She has been absolutely working her butt off to just be where she is. Um, and also She's really he's, awesome. He really is. And um, kind of a side plug since I'm sponsoring ISW as well, the week before the Tremont death match tournament, she'll be in the million blocks death match. As well, so I'm really excited to just see her um just grow, and that that's why I want to see with the Tremont Deathmatch Tournament is just guys and gals just grow as not just wrestlers but deathmatch wrestlers. I mean, this is a tournament that I think many people are going to be very excited about. And do not ask me for any scoops. I just want to put that out there. I do not know anything about this tournament. I'm not sending the Tremonts DMs about any surprises. Just know, just just trust me, and I think trust. Michael, as well, this is gonna be an incredible tournament just to be a part of. I'll be watching it from home. I know you're gonna be at um destiny, which is I'll be, be there. Be... I'll be
1: at the deathmatch tournament oh, as well. At...
0: So. Yeah. So I mean, just just trust me when I say this is gonna be a great tournament, but um, I just need to say that because I mean, again, thank you, Trima, for giving me the opportunity. I cannot thank you enough.
1: So H2O is uh, kind of catching your eye as well recently, kind oh, at... of to flip the question um, on you.
0: So H2O since the beginning of the pandemic actually really caught my attention when they did the Danny have a memorial show. Awesome show. And awesome it was just show. a good, sweet, short, sweet, simple show. And it's funny watching like guys like Marcus Mathers and Sean Henderson, who I knew nothing about going to that Ryan show. Redfield. Redfield, like all these students who are doing such incredible stuff. I've had Sean on my show, the OG first student of Matt Tremont. um. I've just watched them all grow, and I mean that it it was a triple threat death match. I think with Tremont, Sean Henderson, and someone else—I forget who—but it was just like wow! Like he's putting his students in the biggest situations possible in a no fans show. This was like no fans, just empty H2O warehouse with just Boss Man and his kids. Um, But they've been really catching my eye. The four for over H2O story has been incredible. I've been really good
1: stuff it's been really
0: excellent i know i've been missing a couple, i've just been so busy but just seeing them grow show after show Mathers to me is the best student tremont has i got the great pleasure of meeting him labor day weekend i don't want to miss
1: him either for the people that have caught my eye and i'm sorry to interrupt you but i got to. i got to give marcus a shout out Uh, he is it's incredible he is so young and i saw the atticus death match for the Attic, yes. uh, title live and man I, it blew me away I, I went up to him right after and i bought a t-shirt i had to yeah I <laughs> That's love Marcus awesome. Mathers, man
0: um but no they've been catching my attention um another guy who i got i gotta give a shout out to who has been absolutely tearing it. Drew Parker. Um, oh as, yeah, man. As, as those of you know me, my green-haired deathmatch boy, as I call him, he is the absolute gem. Um winning the GC of Ultraviolet title. I messaged Alex Colon the day after that match, and I was like, I cried a little during that match. I just was so <laughs> no, I was so proud of what the two of them put together because it's one thing everyone was worried about Cage versus Cardo. Everyone's but I'm like. Alex and Drew was my main event. That was this that was what,
1: one of the best matches I've ever seen.
0: I've, I mean, I've seen the TOS final. That's still number one to me. But oh, Drew was... and Alex just <laughs> Drew and Alex was a masterclass of how to do a Japan style death match with an American audience. Because yep. um, shout out to Michael of F He put a great tweet out after the LA show. That Alex Colon is the only wrestler who can wrestle the Freedom's style of deathmatch the Japanese style. Yeah, match. yeah, I agree. His weapons are unique. His style is as good, if not better, than some of the Freedom's wrestlers, which is kind of like okay. And I mean, he just he does it all. But Drew has been on another level.
1: He's Dude, I yeah. with
0: some of the best, and um. I, I, I'm gonna play this out on my head. I know everyone's like NGI is a few months away, but I I'm hoping Drew comes back to the states for NGI. I really. I'm do. hoping to,
1: yeah. I want to see that belt back in the U.S. Uh, <laughs> for some defenses. It'll, it,
0: it'll it'll be back. It'll be back. I, I I think from what I've heard, Drew is definitely keen on coming back sooner rather than later. I just think BJW did take the death match belt off of him. That so. was I know what a sin. That was, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm, I, I try. At first, I was a little bit sad and upset about, it, but I think talking to Stephen A. who another Yordos of Death alumnus, and just talking to him and others, they're like, you know, with Big Japan, it's just like there was no talks of Drew even having that belt to begin with when he was mm-hmm. in ketosis. Now he wins the tournament, beats their death match guy, takes it over to the states, brings back another belt. And they're like, but with the BJW, it's just a touring company where yeah, yeah. he's not he's not a recognizable name. And, especially and there's not in smart towns. cities
1: in Japan. I, Steven, like you said, he did a great explanation on this, and I was very upset when this happened. I but, was too. But, uh, you know, like Sapporo, Hokkaido, Kyoto, uh, like, apart from Tokyo, I don't think most people realize this, that uh, these guys know the legends, like Steven said. They don't know who's hot right now. They're not really like internet wrestling it's, marks like us.
0: No, it's it's very it's a very old school crowd with BJW yeah. on like freedoms. And if you guys want to get that explanation with the freedoms versus BJW spiel, definitely listen to the Stephen A episode. He does a very good job of explaining it in a general sense because sometimes, like I'm just I'm gonna be totally honest with some of you guys, but my guess I want them to give you guys a general sense of understanding of their crafts i mean steven with his expertise of japanese deathmatch wrestling is unparalleled to others and it's he's like that's a great. Human, he's a human encyclopedia of deathmatch wrestling and um that's why he's a host of world of deathmatch podcast um do you know I, brett corner I, brett corner hmm
1: he is. Um,
0: I've heard the name FMW
1: historian. Oh,
0: Bahu, FMW. Yes, he Bahu.
1: like him and Stephen are. Uh, I think so. If you guys want to uh, know anything about FMW yes. or Big Japan or Freedoms, uh, those are your two guys: Brett Corner, Bahu FMW, and yes. Stephen A. I would I trust do agree. them 100. percent
0: Yeah, I and I think FMW is very prevalent considering the events that are going to be happening in the next month, and of course. dark side of the ring episode that's gonna be on fmw coming up very soon yeah yeah man um
1: who's got your eye from japan though Uh, i definitely wanted to ask you that before i came in
0: here oh absolutely i appreciate it takeda is always truly one of the best in his craft it's just he i've always said this and i've tried to explain this to people who aren't as familiar with him if you're gonna work takeda matches and i've just this is just something i've noticed in the patterns i've watched the you better be ready for a 10, 15 minute sprint. He's, he's, he's a foot race guy. He ain't a marathon guy. I mean, if, if anyone's really interested in matches of his that are available, my top Takeda matches of all time, um, Takeda Jimmy Lloyd from spring break is an absolute gem, even though the scissor board absolutely terrified, um, (laughs) but they couldn't (laughs) use much glass from that. So they snuck in a few tubes, which was hilarious. Um, the Rena Yamashita Takeda match is a real top tier match for me. Rena, by the way, killing it as well. Mm -hmm. Um, but my number one, and this is kind of a tie between two the two Alex Cologne matches versus Takeda, and those are freaking awesome. NGI three and the Japan tour match that those two Mm -hmm. had, GCW
1: Japan tour, yep.
0: It was the 2019 ones. Get
1: ready to die. It was Art of War.
0: Art of War. Art of War. Art, okay. And those matches are top tier. Just the chemistry they had, the the build up to those matches was pure gold. I, I, it's funny. I actually was at When I was at Insane, this guy had a like deathmatch merch. And there was a, a old Alex Cologne shirt. It was a Cologne or no, Takeda Fears Cologne shirt. Oh, that's and great. I got a kick out of it. I almost I, it was it was too small for me. But I was like, I told Alex, like, you see that cologne fierce cicada shirt? You got or no cicada fierce cologne? And it's like, yeah, I'll buy it off that dude. I'm like, you better buy it off that dude. But the NGI 3 one might have the edge over me for the sole reason of the tree branch spot. Okay. You, I don't know when if you see he you've threw seen- the, yeah, he threw
1: the That was ridiculous. It
0: was one of the <laughs> best, You'll never see a more odd but oddly satisfying spot than the yeah, tree it cool. branch and if you've seen if you've heard my episode with him we talk about because I was like I had to ask what's your what was the night like with just that pesky tree branch in the corner and he's like the fans would not stop chanting for it and him and Takeda had a bloodbath and it was the first time I had seen the Ginzu knives that Takeda brought and he just entranced me during that match there there yeah. are guys who truly who understand deathmatch wrestling. and he's one of them and he has an MMA he looks like an MMA fighter he's that, a great right.
1: great 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 he does shape. he
0: does I've heard he does a lot of MMA style training so that's why he's in such great well shape. he's got he's
1: got an MMA uh record he's yes he's won, he's won by knockout and yeah, submission to people.
0: He could he could basically knock out any wrestler possible. If so he when does. y'all
1: say out there that deathmatch guys can't wrestle, I challenge you to uh, look into Takeda Masashi Takeda. Takeda son, um, um, he's. Well, oh, another... I gotta say the uh, other one. I, I, I think that you had talked about this before the violent Jack Takeda match recently. Violento,
0: yes, Violento. That was Sorry, a, I said it wrong. Ex- <laughs> ex- excellent match with Violento and Takeda. That's, I, I think if I had to put my top death matches of the year, that's at least number three on my list right now.
1: And it really showed the cardio of Takeda that you talked about, because I know uh, when Steven and Alex talked about it, I went back and, and checked it out again. They did go for like 12 minutes without really stopping.
0: Stopping. They, it really is. I mean, and that match was a near 30 minute match too, mind you. Yeah, it was six. <laughs> it, it is a sick one, definitely. But, yeah, no, I think my matches of the year, that's number three. Ueki and Toro Oh, two.
1: my God.
0: That's just a pure carnage match. Brutal. It's just, Brutal. If you ever want to watch two guys just bash each other in the head with cinder blocks, you watch that match. Mm. And I think number one for me is Atticus Alex. That just truly. That was unbelievable. I mean, Drew and Alex will get my honorable mention for sure, but man, Alex Atticus was next level. Just it, it took it took everything they had done and multiplied it by five.
1: Dude, when he went through the ring, uh, shout out to Ryan Clemson, uh, At Clem DK,
0: intro- our, our he, mutual friend.
1: Yep, he introduced me to uh, the death match scene, and he's the one that brought me in. So I love you, Ryan. But uh, he was standing next to me for the Cologne Kogar match, and when uh, when they went through the ring dude i was in general admission i had to like squat down for a second and take a break because it was so (laughs) insane Um, yeah
0: (laughs) i was the other side front row for that and so i was recording the light tube exchange and fun story about that so a shard of glass hit my phone as i was recording and i felt like a click on my phone like as I'm like, I'm sorry. It, it, the glass in my phone, you can hear me as I'm recording it. It hit my phone. I'm sorry. And then I see it and like From my angle, it's like they just vanish to the bottom of
1: the ring. It was unbelievable. And now that you said that, um, I got a video. It's on my Reels section of my Instagram page. Please go watch this if you have a minute. It's it's down a little bit, but it's from Homecoming. And I videotaped the riot after Cardona won. And I got hit. I had my phone up, right? And I'm recording the whole thing. And I got hit with a a full water bottle. And it oh. hit my phone. My phone was right in front of my face. It was like an inch away from my nose, dude. Wow. And you just hear me go, Oh my god, it hit my phone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's funny. That's funny though. Yeah, the crazy things that happen at the GCW show. It's it's real, all right. It's in no plants involved, as per no way. One Dave Meltzer. Um but it's just crazy thinking about all that we've seen. And yeah, um, you know, yeah, Takeda. Um, Drew in Japan has been really just—I've talked about him before. Mm-hmm. Um, Kasai is ageless wonder. He just—he'll do whatever and whenever. Um, a guy that I want to see more of in Japan that I think really would benefit from an American excursion is Sakuda. Okay. I—I I don't mean that in the mean way. I just think he's kind of stuck in this American style, and now that they've put him in a stable and ERE with Freedoms. With Takeda, Jack, Ueki, who are all just outshining him, he's kind of left in the dust. And I just feel like if he came to America and like did an excursion here and did a couple death matches with guys here and just found his his get I don't know if – I don't want to say gimmick but just found his, his way groove in, yeah his groove he yeah. would come out back to Japan a different guy and I think it uh-huh. benefit him greatly because I, I've seen what if you watch Tos. Four, with him and cologne the first yeah round. i
1: recently watched tos that Four again.
0: that is a that's a match where i saw Sakura. i like saw the bits and pieces but i could tell he's very used to the american style he loves the american style and in japan it's a lot more build 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 but Sakudo just wants to get everything out of the way and i think once he he gets that difference and once he refines his work he'll he'll be better for it and i mean he was the big talk of 2020 being the big bjw guy to leave and go to freedoms The oh wow like this there's a tide turning here and they've now it's kind of been like he's just there Mm -hmm. and i want to see more of him because i think he has potential i always i mean I've, you've seen, if you've seen the GCW matches he's done, he has the potential. He has the work ethic there. There's got to be more consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, Rina Yamashita as well. Lo- love, love our woman of death match. And she is someone, if she came to the States and there are death matches here for her, she'd make a lot of money here. Who is she she'd
1: facing a- uh, like coming oh. up? I-
0: I'm not too sure. I know her and Minor Fuji- Fujita have been a tag team. I think they are the tag team champions for Freedoms. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, but they've done a lot with her and Takeda. They've done some with her and Kasai in the past. They did, Um, I know in Ice Ribbon, they did a death match with her and Risa Sarah. I know that's one that a lot of people. In the world of deathmatch discord, were really really, rare. yeah,
1: okay. There was a lot of hype behind an ice ribbon match, and I didn't it was Rena, okay.
0: I don't watch ice ribbon much, and I need to go and watch that match. But everyone was yeah, saying I they think were we very fine after
1: this. <laughs> well, I know,
0: um, I know Risa Sarah's done some stuff too. I don't know much, but I know her and Takeda did some stuff, and like they brought Kasai, Takeda, ice ribbon just to kind of test them out, mm. see how they do. And like Risa Sarah was doing like these like fork. Balls and I was like, wow, that that is gutsy.
1: Um definitely creative with the with the weapons over there. I'll in
0: Japan. tell you in Japan, another guy who was really broken out, who was come kind of his own, who Alex put me on to, Uweki. Oh, had, yeah. asked, he was just a jobber in BJW. He was just kind of doing comedy spots, and they found he could do some deathmatch spots, but the New Year's show they did with him, and he did the he had the skewers in his head and the spiraling headbutt. One of the most creative moves I've ever seen in my life. He's unbelievable. You will never, you won't see American guys even touch that move because I just don't think they have the faith to do it.
1: Dude, when I really want to get like weird, man, I I turn on some freedoms or some big Japan.
0: (laughs) Well, I think for me, I'll like just watch the the death matches from both because the undercards. Yeah, no, no, yeah, that's
1: what I meant. But, um,
0: (laughs) There, there's Some a of lot shit, of good man. there's a lot of good international wrestling that I've tried really hard to promote. Like deathmatch founder for Australia. I've I've given a lot and um I'm hoping it happens this year, but the um the Dream Deathmatch, the first ever deathmatch in Australia, um, for those that didn't know or new to me, I'm a part of that tournament. I'm sponsoring the canvas for that tournament. Um, You, you
1: got your name in a lot, in a lot of hats, man. I love that.
0: that, That's something I've always, this is a little wisdom for everyone. It's just like, keep, keep your, keep your, um, most of your bridges open. Um, keep your bridges open. Don't burn them. I mean, you never know where one thing will lead you. And I mean, I've, I've built a great report with Joel and the guys over there had several of them on this podcast. I've had Callum Butcher, who is another real sweetheart who uh, shout out to Callum. He's, one of my boys over in Australia, um, a guy who I could seriously be, see being a real, real problem for deathmatch guys in the best way possible the next year. I guess you him check did, him out. he's really, deathmatch under, he's really put on some great work. And I mean, he's really kind of become one of the deathmatch aces there. Mm-hmm. And really for a guy who his nickname is nobody, like that's his nickname, nobody. He really is a somebody in that roster, and a guy where there's Joel Bateman, Guido, who still has the UGWA Ultraviolence Championship, Vixen, who's a female Deathmatch veteran. There's a lot of opportunity there, and Callens really risen above that crowd. But it was gonna be, it's gonna be a real honor to be a part of what is being. How does i'll show his first ever death match tournament
1: well i didn't even know that this scene existed down there so it's, thank if, you lauren for i'm gonna have to check this out and uh you, you said keeping your bridges open right is that what you said bridge,
0: keep your bridges open because you never know what's gonna be across the bridge you know
1: well, I got something for you then from my world, from Kings Road Wrestling, and maybe yeah. for your followers uh, if they aren't familiar with this. But uh, so I think most of the listeners probably really like you know brutal matches, and uh, yeah. if you guys haven't checked this promotion out, it's not a death match promotion, but I promise you, you'll see some of the most brutal matches you've ever seen in your life. Pro okay. wrestling, Noah. Uh, oh, Noah! Just yeah. promotion, and I challenge everybody. It's my third challenge uh it's on youtube go shiozaki versus katsuhiko nakajima from the final Ooh, chronicle yes. One of, I, I can't even i can't even believe what they is did in is, is, the is
0: that the match where they like didn't do anything for like 20 minutes or something like that or they was that, just
1: they hit no they just slapped the shit out of okay. each other okay, that's, for twenty minutes.
0: well there was a match there was a go shiozaki match where they did it was him and someone else did like nothing in the ring for like they just hyped up the crowd for like ten, fifteen minutes or something like that. Everyone. Yeah, they,
1: they have a stare in Noah that they do, but this one is um is straight uh, shoot kicks and punches yeah, for like fifteen to twenty minutes.
0: I've seen Goshi Zaki matches. I have to watch that one though. That sounds incredible. So I'm putting Noah, you guys on to that one. <laughs> no, my my podcast boss, he does a lot of Japanese wrestling. Like he watches stardom, he watches all those. He, like he would get a he's gonna get a real pop out of yeah. I hope he likes that.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I'm a, yeah, I'm a Noah new Japan guy, but, uh, the transition over to, to getting into freedoms and in big Japan was kind of pretty seamless. So, uh, I really like the Japanese death match scene and I, I don't know the most about it. I'm not claiming to be an expert, but no, I, I'm enjoying exploring and discovering all new stuff for the first time.
0: It's funny. It's, it's better off being like the kid in the candy store just like oh there's all this stuff that i'm just discovering for the first time that's me right
1: now man that's you right now
0: and that's i'm I'm glad i get to be a part of that journey because i'm glad to be here (laughs) it's it's really a cool thing just to see people be like oh yeah like we get to, to see all this new stuff but um so we're just gonna kind of wrap it up here i know we, we could talk forever and ever here but yeah man you're a, have...
1: you're a good guy for real and i i, I i'm excited to become friends with you really oh man, for <laughs> sure, man i
0: appreciate it um but in all seriousness um i always like to do this at the end of my show um michael again thank you for coming on it's it's always the best when people reach out to me and they're like i want to come on the show it's like you actually give attention to me? What? It's like, yeah, the, it's, yeah. it's the weirdest feeling, but it's a satisfying one at that. But um, Michael, I just, I know you've plugged it before, but um, for all my listeners, um, the floor is yours to plug whatever you want to plug. So the floor is yours. Thank
1: you. Uh, well, um, I am uh, one word Kings road wrestling on uh, Instagram. And uh, over there you'll find uh, a, everything basically. Not WWE. I I don't post news per se, but I post the stories that I want to post. They'll see some AEW stuff over there, Impact, uh, New Japan, Noah, and most importantly, why we're here, uh, a lot of new Deathmatch stuff that I'm uh, you know trying to incorporate my uh, skills in writing and research to 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 do that over there. Um, I'm live over there every Wednesday uh, after AEW Dynamite at about ten fifteen, and if you want to come shoot the shit about anything wrestling call my instagram live um and uh every saturday i also have a podcast elite maniac podcast with my buddy wrestlemaniac uk um and that's a aw review podcast okay. so if you need your news uh in that in that area i got you it's on spotify um and apple music and um that's pretty much it with me i will be though at uh that get lost again in new york on friday i'll be at uh HustleMania on saturday okay i'll be at the uh whole um fight club weekend in atlantic city and i'll be at oneida tremont so uh if you listen to this which i'm, I'm so happy that if you are and letting me come on and, and really accepting me into this community thank you and if you're listening to this and you see me there uh come up and talk to me and i, I love meeting new people but lauren uh, thank you so much for letting me in. Thank you. I really oh, just want to thank it's, the Deathmatch community again for, for accepting me into this.
0: It is no problem. I mean, you're the one who reached out to me. So thank you for being the one to, it, it, it makes my job a lot easier. When people are eager to come on, believe me, like when people actually like want to come on, it just makes the world go round. Like, trust me when I say that, and like from the bottom of my heart. Like I, it, it, sometimes I don't even think about the impact I make. I just do what I do, go through the motions, and call it a day. But um, yeah. Again, Michael, very much appreciated. Um, keep up the awesome work, and as you guys heard, I mean, he's gonna be at a lot of stuff these next few weeks. Um, um keep your sandy in check. I will admit that because after. I will say after the Labor Day weekend, I had like I had to take a little break from wrestling. I did. I miss you guys. And this episode it is me back in the saddle. But trust me, like it, it can be a lot. But um, you're up to the challenge. So um,
1: yeah, this this so. can take a toll. Um, so uh, I know that you took a little break, and maybe I'm going to need a little one soon so i hope everyone understands that <laughs> yeah no
0: we all need our breaks here and there it's it's okay to just you know take a back seat but anyways um from michael and from me thank you guys for listening to this episode um as i said it's it, i know it's been a long two weeks but i i'm glad that i'm back doing this and um i'm glad that i hope you guys listen to this and i hope you guys enjoy this a lot From Michael to myself, Lauren, thank you guys for listening to this episode so much. Um, Signing off, good night. Thank you. (laughs) has been a count out podcast.